Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like, and share it, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and podcast. My name is Sal Vetri, and today we are going to be breaking down this six-game NBA slate over on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. It is 6.02 a.m. East Coast time. It is Monday, November 4th, and before we get into it, welcome to the channel if you're new here. Like I said, my name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. Uh, for the NFL, I already have a showdown video up for tonight. If you're watching right now on Monday, that video is already up. You can check it out, but right now, we're going to break down this NBA slate. I appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button before you get into it. Linked up down below, there are some free strategy guide giveaways for NBA DFS, for NFL DFS, DFS in general. Totally free. I took the time to those a couple months back so be sure to check those out and then also you can check out my patreon exclusive content linked up down below i do have a model and projection system for the nba as well as just a bunch of different items and, and products dropping on a daily basis for the NFL. Put about 25 hours of work into the NFL Patreon content alone. Uh, we have about 350 approaching uh, patrons. So you can check that out linked up down below as well as my social media accounts. I'll be on the Pat Mayo Experience live today at 1 p.m. East Coast time. You can come check me out um, and also show some support there if you wish. I always look at the comment section uh, during that show here and there so i do appreciate that and then yeah let's get right into this video if you're listening on the audio version a five-star rate and review will get you entered into a raffle to win a free fantasy draft ticket giveaway for their sunday main event for the nfl season it's about a 25 dollar value it also helps me out a lot speaking of fantasy draft they are sponsoring these november videos um, for the NBA. I really do appreciate them. And, and what their site is, is just fantastic. Like you should be playing over on fantasy draft. It's not just a promotional read for all these content creators. It's a very good site that is saving you a ton of money. It's a different business plan and we should be rewarding them for making a business plan that benefits the user, right? Not the other way around. They're not taking 15% of all the rake in a contest. They're not, you're not pulling all your money together with all your friends around the world just for DraftKings or FanDuel to rip out 15% of it because that's what's happening. Um, whether people realize it or not, instead, they're just going to be creating a packaging plans, which there is still a cost to that, but it's nowhere near as much. It's going to be somewhere in the three to five percent range, as opposed to somewhere in the average of a ten to fifteen to maybe even eighteen percent range. Uh, so yeah, fantasy draft. I like the format for NBA. We're going to have. I got it wrong on Saturday, but we're going to have our first official listener league today. I'll link it up down below. It's not going to be linked up immediately if you're watching this at like 6.30 a.m. I have to wait until Fantasy Draft gets back to me, which probably is going to be sometime around 8 or 9 a.m. for regular business hours uh, in the corporate world. So appreciate that. That's all the plugs. There's going to be plugs. Yes. Um, so I do appreciate it. You can click the link down below to sign up over on Fantasy Draft if you do not wish to um, wait for the listener league link to pop up. But that'll be popped up. I'll post it over on Patreon as well. Um, yeah, there'll be about 25 people. I'll be in there. So be sure to come and hang. So get into the injury news team by team look um just at the start of this DraftKings has messed up big time i don't know if they just forgot to do things i don't know if it was the weekend and people were having a ton of fun but DraftKings forgot to change like at least five plus maybe even more value play options uh, that benefited immensely from suspensions of carl anthony towns and joel Embiid last game and immensely from just players' injuries, the likes of D'Angelo Russell, who is questionable towards for today, Derek Rose, who is out, Tim Frazier, who is doubtful. We'll get into all these injuries in a second, but just these types of players 
they have not even changed a single thing for um, Jalil Okafor, who could potentially play again today with Derek Favors. All these guys are either cheaper or the exact same price point as they were last time out. Brandon Clark, who had a good game with Jaron Jackson Jr. banged up, and now he's doubtful. Um, so just odd, odd across the entire site for DraftKings that the way that they did not price these players up, even on fantasy draft in similar ways, did not price these players up. So we have value everywhere, whether this is the first piece of content you're listening to or you go and listen to the awesome old guys or whoever you listen to for NBA DFS advice, you're going to hear the same thing or you should hear the same thing today. There is built-in value that is superstar value and just rock star value if it stays that way. And it seems like we're going to have a lot of it. So starting in Detroit, Blake Griffin is actually questionable for this one. Again, they said that he would miss through the first week of November. We're here in the first week of November. So these are the type of games that he'll potentially be able to play in. He has a hamstring injury. It would affect Markeith Morris, who's been playing well in his place. Not fantastic, but well. Christian Wood, who's been the backup power forward. And then, yes, Andre Drummond, who's averaging over 1.4 fantasy points per minute this season with Griffin off the floor and playing huge minutes. So keep an eye on Blake Griffin's status. That obviously makes Drummond a much worse play, and then it makes guys like Morris and Wood just out of play. Derek Rose is out with a hamstring injury, missed the last game. Uh, Tim Frazier is doubtful with the shoulder injury. Both of these guys, the only other two real point guards and ball handlers on the team, missed in the last game. And what happened? Well, Luke Kennard at $5,000 flat was a fantastic play and hit value for over 30 points. Um, um, Brown Jr. was a fantastic play and hit huge value and was really the, the ball dominant guard in this game. And his price has really not changed. Luke Kennard's has stayed the exact same. And the Lynx and Galloway likely to come off the bench once again would be in play. So it seems like once again in Detroit, you're going to have value in Luke Kennard. Price doesn't change after hitting and smashing value with these two guys out last time. Brown Jr., Galloway, it's just very odd. And this is just where it starts. D'Angelo Russell is questionable with an ankle injury. But reading the beat writer reports and what's coming out of Golden State, they said that it seems likely that he may miss this one as well. They have a ton of games coming up, and they might just get him right for this one. It's just crazy because uh, Draymond Green's also supposed to miss a bunch of games. So uh, not the greatest of rosters that's going to get run out there once again. But once again, Kai Bowman's price really doesn't change all that much at all. He was the point guard who just went nuclear and played 37 minutes, I believe, in replace of D'Angelo Russell. Alec Burks played 25 minutes. His price stays relatively the same, and same things can be said for Jordan Poole. The obvious beneficiary there is Kai Bowman. who's a point guard who can remain super cheap. And if any indication from the last game is true, he's going to play 32, 35 plus minutes. Uh, Draymond Green for Golden State, staying in Golden State now, is also going to be out for this one. They said he's going to expected to rest and miss some games here or a handful of games so it's a spot where Zach Pascal his price point doesn't change all that much it's it, actually Pascal is the only guy who gets priced up a little bit um, and he was the guy who was the main beneficiary other than that Willie Cauley-Stein's minutes came up from like 12 to 17 to 21 so maybe he continues to see a rise at center which would be somewhat beneficial but not really a spot that you need to get to today these Golden State bigs Chris Amari Spellman they're all going to be cheap they're all going to have opportunity, but it seems like they're all going to cut into each other. Um, so Pascal should have the most stable minutes at the four. Collie Stein's minutes should continue to rise at the five, but not anywhere where I'm expecting 32 minutes out of him today, maybe 22, 24 minutes. That's still not enough for me to really want to get there for Houston. Here you go. Russell Westbrook is doubtful for rest. And now the first game of the season where James Harden is significantly underpriced and they just messed up the pricing there. He should be probably $12,000 on this slate where, oh, you remember last year when there was no Chris Paul? And he went off. Sure, Clint Capella was out there some games, and he still went off. Now there's no Russell Westbrook, who's having over 1.5 fantasy points per minute this season, an insane usage percentage. Sure, they stagger their minutes at some points in the game, but not all the time, especially in the closing and in the clutch. Um, 
It goes without saying there's a ton of value on the slate that I can say is the best play on the slate, but it probably goes without saying that James Harden is the best play on the slate for a guy priced under $11,000. Um, last year in these very similar spots when Chris Paul was not on the court and it was just James Harden, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers, and Clint Capella, this similar team, um, you had James Harden averaging like 1.85 fantasy points per minute, and it, it, he's still going to play 35 plus minutes. So if this is the exact same James Harden as we know it is, and it has been, and sure he's not hitting as many threes, but if anything that helps him at this this price point being that cheap this should be a guy who's around twelve thousand dollars it's easy to get to him with all the value it's an absolute slam dunk smash play uh, russell westbrook is expected to rest going into memphis jaron jackson jr triple j jjj is doubtful with a knee injury brandon clark his price point really doesn't change jay crowder He's also a decent play, but Brandon Clark, the rookie who has been very good in the fill-in for Jaron Jackson Jr., should now get to start and play big minutes, and that's a good spot with power forward eligibility. Going to Milwaukee, Pat Connington is questionable. I believe he leans more towards probable with a shoulder injury. Um, He was listed probable for the last game of the shoulder injury. We'll see what happens there. If for some reason $3,100 Pat Connington, who is averaging 17.6 minutes per game, does rest in this one, it's going to mainly help guys like Wesley Matthews stabilize minutes, but probably George Hill. So it's nothing really that I'm expecting right now. He should be playing. It doesn't affect the slate all that much, but if he is out, it makes a guy like George Hill probably instead of being in line for somewhere around 18 minutes, he'll pick up shooting guard minutes too and get in line closer to the 25 range, which at his price point is value. Carl Anthony Towns remains out from Minnesota with the suspension. And for some reason, Jeff Teague's price point doesn't change. $5,900 when he was out the last game, Jeff Teague goes nuclear for over 40 points. Uh, nuclear is a strong word, but for Jeff Teague's season, over 40 points. Now Jeff Teague is $6,000 flat. Jeff Teague, and this dates back to last season, whenever Carl Anthony Towns was off the floor, got a huge assist percentage bump. And that's what happened in my projections. I released them and I was like, wow, this is crazy. He was projected in the the low to mid thirties at a $5,900 price tag. Obviously one of the better plays in the slate at the point guard position a couple nights back, he had 13 assists. Now that's clearly not, it's, it's repeatable, but it's clearly not going to be the median projection. But instead of Jeff T going out there and only seeing five assists, you're going to have to create more assists from guys. And why not start with the point guard? Again, 13 assists seems like a big number, but he should be able to get somewhere close to and definitely more and higher than his usual when Towns is out there. And then on the flip side, when Jeff Teague is usually out last season, Carl Anthony Towns' assist numbers went through the roof and it was a spot where you can almost project him for a 55 plus point game. So yes, Jeff Teague's price point does not change all that much. He's still dirt cheap um, for a point guard that is going to go up against Milwaukee. A tough matchup, sure, uh, but all the opportunity in the world. Derek Favors, this is, I mean, look, you have Jeff Teague already where he's priced and you know Towns is out, but this is one of the bigger ones on the slate. Uh, Derek Favors is questionable with this knee injury still. Jaleel Okafor's price does not change. Jaleel Okafor in two games straight has gotten the minutes and played very well with Nicola Melli at the four. Um, so... Yeah, Jaleel Okafor becomes, I said it about um, a guy like James Harden, but Jaleel Okafor for value becomes one of the best plays on the slate in the low 3K range. Price point doesn't change, and he showed back-to-back games now that he'll get the minutes and he'll score and smash that price tag for you. Jaleel Okafor should be like, I don't know, 4500 at the minimum right now um, based on what he's been doing in his minutes and the injury to Derek Favors. So if we get lucky, cross our fingers, and the chalk will hit very hard, but Derek Favors will be out and it'll open up just an ultimate value play in Nicola Melli. Or not, not Nicole. Well, Nicole Malley will be, actually be a value too, but in Jaleel Locafor. And oh, did you see who they're playing? The Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, uh, probably best spot on the entire slate um, for an offensive center who does not play all that much defense. So, Joel Embiid is out still with a suspension. It's going to help everybody here in the starting unit. Al Horford, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, right? Those are the main beneficiaries. I'm not looking for his fill-in to do anything for me. Kyle Quinn or whoever might fill in if they go small. And Al Horford at the five, even better for Horford. Horford's price point does not change. I believe Tobias Harris's price point came down. I believe Ben Simmons' price point came down. I don't know what DraftKings is doing. 
Um, and Joel Embiid was 9900 on uh, DraftKings and 18300 Would have been the same exact price on Carl Anthony Towns. Would have been an interesting spot. You'd probably go Embiid there just because of the matchup. But again, lots more mouths to feed. We don't have to deal with that, though, because they're both suspended for one more game. This is the final game of a two-game suspension for each of them. Uh, Hassan Whiteside is probable today with a knee injury. So Scal is not going to have to um, pick up center minutes and perform at his price point. Anthony Tolliver, we don't have to worry too much more about. Mario Hazonia won't have to play some five minutes and a lot more four minutes today. Those guys are still of value, probably Hazonia the most just because of his offensive game, but not guys that I have to prioritize on a slate that just is built in with a ton of value. Rodney Hood was questionable, but now he's already probable with a knee injury, so we don't have to worry about anything. If for some reason Rodney Hood was going to miss, well, it would have opened up more two and three minutes for a guy like Hazonia at the three to get more minutes, but it does not seem like that's going to be the case. Uh, Rodney Hood averaging 32 minutes per game, so there would have been a big drop off in the rotation, but now there's not going to be so. Just loads of value built in to briefly highlight the value that's standing out based on injury and suspension news right now. Well, Luke Kennard and Brown Jr. from Detroit for sure with Tim Frazier and Derek Rose is going to be missing this one. If D'Angelo Russell misses, Kai Bowman is the guy that I would probably want the most there as long as he starts once again. Uh, you're going to have no Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, it's going to help Eric Gordon and some other guys, tertiary, PJ Tucker guys uh, who are underpriced as well with now Russell Westbrook's usage and rebounding rates and assist rates out of that rotation. But without a doubt, it helps probably James Harden the most who should be in line for somewhere in the projection range close to 70 fantasy points and no i'm not joking when a guy projects out for you for about 62 to 64 with russell westbrook out there once you take him off the court, he's probably going to project out for damn near 70. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. out helps Brandon Clark the most. Carl Anthony Towns out. Um, I should have picked on this, but it's going to help. Uh, it's really going to be split up all the way. I think it helps Jeff Teague the most. He's not at the direct position, but his assist percentage comes up. Keep an eye on who starts. It's a brutal matchup against Milwaukee, but Bell, Noah Vonley, and Diang. And Dang um, split up all the minutes. Dang had the best game, but he only had 24 minutes. He kind of produced a little bit over his head. Derek Favors, if he's out, it opens up probably the best value on the slate in Julio Okafor. And that is where we are at. Let's move on to the target offense sheet. Hit the subscribe button before we go ahead. And if you can, please let me know down below who do you think is the best value on this slate right now as you watch this. It could change. There could be a huge difference in the value. But now we move over to the target offense sheet. Or if you're watching on the audio version, pretty much what it is is we look at the matchups, the pace, Vegas odds, uh, and defense versus position to this point in the season. So what we'll look at quick is just each spot, then I'll go into my early interests. So starting with Washington and Detroit, um, the best matchup here is going to be for Detroit, the power forward position, and the center. So ding, 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 Washington, uh, not the greatest of rebounding of teams, DeAndre Jordan, who or DeAndre Jordan, Andre Jordan, uh, Andre Jordan, not Andre Jordan, Andre Drummond. Uh, he's going to have a really good matchup. He's also priced up, though, but another fine spot for him. Even better if Blake Griffin is out. If Blake Griffin makes his debut, I'd expect some sort of minutes limit, um, but it will impact the production, especially when he's on the court next to Andre Drummond and his ceiling, where he is now priced at a upper price point as if Blake Griffin is not playing. I don't really expect Griffin to play, so really good spot once again for Drummond. And the Detroit guards will have good spots here. So again, a guy like Brown Jr. and a guy like Kennard are going to have good spots, especially Brown Jr. controlling the ball. On the Washington side, not too much standing out. Brutal spot for a lot of guys. Beal, who's still priced up. Um, A guy like Thomas Bryant has an okay spot. But nothing fantastic for his price point. Not a spot that I really feel the need that I have to pay to. So yeah, really not much standing out as of right now for me in Washington. Maybe value will open up later in the day. Thomas Bryant is like the one piece I can maybe get to, but not too much interest there. Brooklyn and New Orleans. Um, Brooklyn's just going to have a really good matchup in a lot of spots. So starting on the New Orleans side, because it's a lot easier. Again, if Derek Favors is out, just plug and play Julio Okafor if he does indeed start. Verify that um, against this Brooklyn team. Uh, Brooklyn versus New Orleans is probably the two teams that are the worst against the uh, center against the big so far this season. They're both giving up over 62 fantasy points per game to the center position throughout the entire game. So yes, Julio Okafor would be in a smash spot. 
Not much more from New Orleans that I want. Brandon Ingram avoided ing- injury, uh, but he's still priced up with Drew Holiday back. Uh, you have Lonzo Ball's price point in the 7K, round, 7K range now with Drew Holiday back. It's just a lot of spots where these guys are priced at really a little bit above their median projection, and that's not where I want to go. So it's really just Julio Local 4 if that opens up. Derek Favors would be interesting if he plays. It's just a matter of can I trust his minutes, and it's probably a no there. Uh, Brooklyn versus New Orleans, like we said, it's a really good spot for a lot of people. If for some reason you built a lineup and you have James Harden in it and you have all these value and you can still fit Kyrie Irving, he's in a really good spot against New Orleans here. They're giving up 53.37 fantasy points per game to the point guard position. That is the most on this slate. That is one of the highest in the league. And Brooklyn has the second highest team total on the slate at 117.5. So good spot for um, Kyrie Irving. Good spot for Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench. Karis LeVert. Everybody for Brooklyn is in a good spot against this New Orleans team that plays at a fast pace. Brooklyn playing at a fast pace as well. This game is right now projected for pretty much a virtual tie with Washington and Detroit for the fastest pace game on the slate. But both teams play fast. So I think you probably see a spot where it becomes a little bit faster. So, yeah, the guards are in a good spot. Julio Okafor would be in a good spot. You can get to the centers here. I probably don't kind of toss it up between Jared Allen and Jordan or, or Prince at the four. You're going to have to rely on a really good Prince shooting night. It's pretty much just Kyrie, Dinwiddie, and Levert in that order for me from Brooklyn. And then really just Okafor from New Orleans. We'll talk about the interests linked up uh, or on the next page, actually. So probably not going to go through each and every one of these games like I just did. But the, the one that we have to point out is Houston with a 120.5 team total they're playing Memphis which is going to be a huge pace down spot they're six and a half point favorites Memphis has been brutal against point guards and shooting guards this year so that does hurt the defense on them right John Moran has been fine coming into the league uh, but everywhere else has been pretty brutal defending the guard position James Harden is is matchup proof though right we know that he's going to draw fouls he's going to get to the line he's going to hit threes even though he has not been as of yet He's going to pick up peripherals. He's going to be his entire team without Russell Westbrook today, and he's priced as if he has Russell Westbrook standing next to him. So even though it's a tough matchup for the point guard position, this is the highest team total on the slate by two and a half points at 120.5. The next closest is Milwaukee, the Bucks against Minnesota. It's just a smash spot for um, James Harden. The guy that I would want to get to probably the next is a guy like P.J. Tucker, who's going to see 35-plus minutes, who probably sees his shot attempts in the three-point range come up one or two with Russell Westbrook out and definitely sees his rebounding rates come up. Clint Capella should see his rebounding rates come up in this game, although a brutal matchup against Jonas Valanciunas, who played the most minutes he's played on the season, and minutes cap is slowly starting to disappear when he played 24 minutes in the last game. Darren Jackson Jr. being out um, will help him surely a little bit more with guys like Clint Capella at the five. Uh, but overall, it's really just James Harden, P.J. Tucker, uh, and then Eric Gordon started over Daniel House Jr. House only played like 17 minutes in the last game. If that happens again, then Eric Gordon becomes a much, much better value play. Uh, with Russell Westbrook out, Gordon should be able to get more assists. He should be able to get a few more rebounds and just more shots. Everything should bump up for everybody on the team with Westbrook out because he's a usage hog. Um, and not in a bad sense, he just takes up a ton of usage on his team. But it should really help Gordon the most if he remains in the starting rotation. Uh, Austin Rivers might get the start as well. Um, so it's really just in this order for me, uh, James Harden on a tier of his own, then P.J. Tucker, and then Eric Gordon. Memphis side of the ball, I think Jonas Valanciunas is in a good spot for a guy who just played 24 minutes and continues to be underpriced. And he has a ceiling of 50 points if he only plays 25 minutes, if not higher. Um, so yeah, Jonas Valanciunas stands out. And then Brandon Clark at the four. Yes, I think you can play them both in the same lineup, even though they'll be playing next to each other. Brandon Clark is that cheap of a value, and he has that much upside. And Jonas Valanciunas is pretty cheap as well. Um, so I like Brandon Clark and then Jonas Valanciunas in that order. Nothing really stands out for me to have to get to from Memphis right now. Minnesota and Milwaukee. Again, Milwaukee is a 118 team implied total. Uh, you have a really good overall total here, though. A 112 total without Carl um, Anthony Towns was interesting to me to see Minnesota only six-point underdogs here. Uh, they have a 230 team total here, or game total. Minnesota with a 112 team total. Again, no Carl Anthony Towns. I like the most, even though it's a really brutal spot for him, Jeff Teague. Again, it is one of the most difficult spots in the slate against Milwaukee for a guard. Um, Jeff Teague stands out. Uh, Andrew Wiggins stands out. We saw his assist rate come up. I don't know if that stabilizes with Carl Anthony Towns out or if it was just a one-game sample. People think that like a $7,000 price Andrew Wiggins is a smash play with Carl Anthony Towns out. 
it definitely helps the bigs who fill in for him, like Dang in the last game, and whoever picked up more minutes, Jordan Bell, if he picked up some more, I don't think he did, or Noah Vonley, um, they just kind of had their same minutes with Dang getting more minutes at the five, uh, but it definitely helps Jeff Teague's assist percentage, but Andrew Wiggins is the guy who's just going to take more shots, and if Andrew Wiggins is going to take now five more shots for a game for the um, Minnesota Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns out, that hurts their team, and he has not been effective, so sure, it might help his shots overall, but he's not a guy who picks up a ton of rebounds or assists, although he did in the last game, something to monitor, but he's priced up for it already, whereas guys like Jeff Teague are not, in my opinion. So Andrew Wiggins is in an okay spot here. I do prefer Jeff Teague, and I probably don't get to much Andrew Wiggins, although the team total is nice. Um, the pace in this one will be a little bit slower than league average, a decent amount slower than league average, so not a spot I feel like I have to get to. If Julio Okafor opens up and some other bigs, we already have Brandon Clark on this slate. I don't feel the need to chase um, Dang's points from the last game. Even if he starts, I think you, you're struggling to really get him anywhere close to 24 to 25 minutes, and he just came off of a ceiling-type game in those sort of minutes, and he's going to follow ownership with it. Much prefer getting to Brandon Clark and or Jaleel Okafor for value as of now, if not more players. Um, Milwaukee side of it, you can play Giannis. Um, there's enough value to want to try and stuff Giannis and James Harden in your lineups. Giannis has been fine. There's nothing bad to say about Giannis. No Carl Anthony Towns. I have no idea who the hell on this team thinks they're going to stop Giannis. Robert Covington. That's kind of laughable. Um, I really don't know who's going to stop Giannis, so it's a fantastic spot for him. Really, you can get to any of the guys here. Minnesota does not play all that much defense. Eric Bledsoe's in a good spot, although somewhat priced up. Um, a guy like Chris Middleton, it's just at a price point where it seems hard for him to really ever hit with the way that Giannis plays the game. Um, so for me, it's really Giannis here. If for some reason Pat Connington misses, George Hill becomes a better value, uh, and then Eric Bledsoe is somewhat interesting. Giannis is just in a smash spot. So like that. Uh, Phoenix and Philadelphia. Philadelphia has a 112.25 team implied total. Phoenix a 110.25. It's a nice pace up spot. They're playing at around the league average pace for this year, if not a little bit higher. Phoenix, you continue to see Devin Booker's price point drop. He's 7,900, but he has a brutal spot against Ben Simmons in this Philly defense. So um, I think you can get there and rely on his shooting, but I probably won't all that much. Other than that, it's just a brutal spot for everybody. Like the the value in Aaron Baines and Frank Kaminsky is kind of gone at this point, right? DeAndre Ayton still has to serve like a 20 game suspension. It's kind of gone at this point where their price points are, and even then you're facing Philadelphia, even if they don't have Embiid, Al Horford and Tobias Harris down low is a pretty terrifying, and Ben Simmons with size is a pretty terrifying um, defensive unit still, not even to count Josh Richardson and some of these guys off the bench. So I'm really not getting too much Phoenix right now, and I'm okay with that. If anything, I get to Kelly Oubre, whose price point is a little bit up there, but he plays at a position that if anything, he probably has the best matchup. You can argue that. Um against this defense, but that's just like the best of the worst, right? On the Philly side, everybody benefits. I think you have a good spot here for Ben Simmons and an $8,400 price tag seems too cheap. I think my favorite options are Al Horford closer to the basket where he'll play a lot of five minutes and Phoenix has, and should be no surprise, DeAndre Ayton was bad last year. Now you're filling in guys behind him like Frank Kaminsky. It's a really good spot for centers against this Phoenix team and power forwards, which Tobias Harris should play more power forward tonight. Um, I like Tobias Harris the most and then Al Horford. It's really 1A, 1B with those two guys. And then after that, it's Ben Simmons and a very cheap $4,600 Josh Richardson uh, is a really good value play at this shooting guard position if you can't for some reason fit a point guard into that range tonight. Golden State in Portland. This Golden State team is disgusting. If D'Angelo Russell plays and he's healthy, it's a really good spot for him. I like it. It's fine to pay for that price tag. They have a 1-7 implied team total and he's going to have to make up for a lot of those points. Probably like a third of those points or more if he plays at a decent pace spot here. 223.5 overall game total. Outside of that, Golden State, if he is out, it's a really good spot for Kai Bowen. So I play just Kai Bowen. It's a plug and play. Whoever is starting for Golden State tonight, at the point guard position, whether it's D'Angelo Russell or Kai Bowen, I have interest in. Again, I would rather rather be Kai Bowen, go Bowman, uh, because you just have more value in his price tag by far than D'Angelo Russell for obvious reasons of like a $5,000 or $4,000 difference. 
Other than that, though, I don't really feel the need to take a risk on Jordan Poole here. There's a lot of other value on the slate that I don't have to take a risk on. Sure, he'll play 30 minutes, but his point per minute production is like 0.7, 0.75. So more times than not, he gets you in the low to middling 20s when there's other guys in the slate that, because of the value, Julia Okafor can smash you 40 points if he plays. Brandon Clark, we already saw him in the last game smash you 40 points. I just can get value at other positions. No real interest. I know Glenn Robinson the third had a good game in the last one out. He has slight interest in mind, but not a ton. It's just a gross spot. I really just want to stick to Kai Bowman, who a guy who I know is going to get a ton of minutes if he plays, or the Angela Russell, who I know is going to get a ton of minutes and probably shoot 30 times if he plays. Uh, Portland on the other side of this, nah, not much interest. They'll have good matches for Sam Whiteside, who's going to be probable here in a very cheap price tag. You can get to Whiteside. He'll probably play somewhere in the 25, 26 minute range. If they even need him tonight, they might just go small. If Golden State decides to go small, which naturally they're probably going to, unless Willie Kine, just Willie Cauley Stein is just completely healthy. So Whiteside stands out a little bit. Mario Hazonia, if we didn't have any value on this slate, would have stood out, but we have a ton of value, so I don't have to get there. Um, and that's really it. Kemp more. I don't have to get there. Uh, uh, Damian Lillard and or CJ McCollum, I prefer. Like, they're both going to have really good matchups. These guys on defense are terrible, so you should have interest in both of those guys. It's just a matter of how do you prioritize them. Like, i much rather get to James Harden, where his price tag is more expensive than Damian Lillard. I would actually prefer getting to Kyrie Irving, where his price tag is more expensive than Damian Lillard. And then I start to kind of prioritize Damian Lillard as a third or fourth guard option for me on the slate because of the matchup but at that point I just don't think I get as much because Kyrie's in a much better situation with his usage and his matchup and we already talked about Russell Westbrook being out for James Harden um, CJ McCollum's at a price point where I think it's okay to pay for him if you need to uh, we know what this guy's ceiling is relatively his floor has been shaky but now he has a fantastic matchup so that's game by game I'll put the early interest up on the board but I pretty much already hit on all of them I'll just quickly run through them for you guys and girls um, especially in the audio version. So it's just an 18 player pool. Again, for the people that have posted, and it's, it's like, it's like 0.01% of people on the YouTube comments that say, Oh, here is your picks from last night that did not hit. We are 13 hours before lock. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you should not be, um, looking at my picks before the games start. And when I'm making this 13 hours before lock and expect those to remain the same. All the injury news that I just stated is going to go one way or the other. And depending on that, it's going to change. And there's going to be new injury news, people resting, just popping up. That changes this slate completely. So the guys that are listed here, as of right now at 630 in the morning, if the slate was to start in five minutes, this would be kind of where I would be going. But obviously, we know that one player gets injured or rests or whatever. It changes the entire slate. It opens up more value. It changes the whole way you build your lineups. And half of these players in the slate might not be needed because then they become overpriced and for their mid-range options. And you can just go stars and scrubs or whatever it might be, right? So... Giannis and Harden, Harden at the top end, it makes for a slate where you can stack them both in pretty easily if you wanted to. Um, ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Al Horford, all from Philly. I like all those guys. Uh, Kyrie Irving should be on this list. I didn't put him on this list. Um, it's just a mistake on my part, but Kyrie Irving should be on the list. It pretty much goes for me Harden, Giannis, and Kyrie in that order in terms of my priorities for paying up. And Harden's on it like a tier of his own tonight. Like it's very rare that you can project a player to score pretty much 70 fantasy points as a median and their ceiling be damn near 100 points. And that's what's going to happen tonight, even in a difficult matchup for Harden. If I had to guess, he'll probably project out for like 68 to 70 points for me. And the last time out, he projected out for like 65 points for me. That was with Westbrook out there. So you can only imagine. Uh, from the Philadelphia team in this order, I it's really 1A, 1B. So um, we'll go Horford, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons. It's like 1A, Horford, 1B, Harris, and then Simmons after that right there at 2. Hassan Whiteside at 6,400 is interesting to me. So is Jonas Valanciunas at 6K flat for a guy who just came off a 24-minute game. He's averaging 20.2 minutes per game, but that's with some games where he plays in the teens. Seems like his minutes limit is going to be lifted here. 
it's a somewhat difficult matchup against Capello, but I mean, you know, Joe Val is, is, is matchup proof when he's out there and actually trying to play. So 6K for Jonas Valanciunas. If he plays 25 minutes, he pays off a $30 price tag if he stays out of foul trouble, I don't know, 75% of the time. Um, so yeah, it's a really good spot for him. Jeff Teague is the guy I like the most for Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns suspended another game. Clint Capella at $6,200 is fine if you want to get to him. Um, Robert Covington at 5,600, probably not the guy you have to get to when you have options like Brandon Clark for $800 cheaper on the slate, potentially Jaleel Okafor in the slate. Um, but he is there at 5,600. He's just not playing huge minutes. Josh Hart at 5,100. Again, not a guy that you probably have to get to. He's priced up for what he's been doing as of late, but he's been producing. He's grabbing rebounds. He's scoring. He's getting assists. So it's not just relying on the shooting like it was when he was with the Lakers. Now with the Pelicans, there's just a lot of mouths to feed out there. If you want to use that term, Lonzo, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, it's really hard for him to sustain this production. And again, Brandon Ingram left the last game, so it made a guy like Josh Hart a little bit more valuable. I'm going to put uh, Josh Hart and Robert Covington in yellow here just for the people on the video version, just to show you that I don't have a ton of interest in those types of guys, but there's some. I'll also put Clint Capella in yellow. His price tag is very cheap, but he has a brutal matchup against Joval. Luke Kennard's price point doesn't change. There's going to be no Derek Rose and likely no Tim Frazier today. He's doubtful against Washington or, um, yeah, against Washington here. It's a good spot for Luke Kennard, who is priced at pretty much his, um, what his close to closer to his floor than his median is for these guys out like he's going to project out for around 32 to 34 fantasy points if indeed Blake Griffin is not out there and he's only 5k Brandon Clark at 4800 it's just it's just a fantastic play like yes it's a maybe a tough matchup for him individually definitely one against PJ Tucker which is a concern but he's $4,800 for a guy who's going to go out there and play 32 plus minutes and he's been averaging around a point per minute uh, this season Glenn Robinson the third we talked about him from Golden State as well as Kai Bowman I prefer Kai Bowman so much more at 4300 at the point guard position I really hope that opens up pretty much we're going to get probably get one value to open up tonight or at least we should either Derek Favors will be out and Julio Okafor becomes a smash value or D'Angelo Russell will be out and Kai Bowman becomes a smash value or they'll both be out and you get two smash values and you can just load your lineup with all the studs so that's kind of where the slate looks right now for me Josh Richardson at 4,600 is cheap enough to have interest. Um, Dang is 3,300. He's not going to be a priority for me, but he's still cheap enough to where if he plays 30, 25 plus minutes, he can score you 30 plus fantasy points in 10x once again, like he did in the last game. Julia Okafor at 3,100 would be my priority value right there with Kai Bowman. And Okafor would take over because he's a center against Brooklyn at $3,100. DraftKings, what did you do? Fantasy Draft, what did you do? He's 6K flat over on Fantasy Draft. I don't understand how Julio Okafor is still cheaper than Dang. is still cheaper than guys who are not even playing minutes right now on these sites. So um, the site's messed up. Uh, hopefully the injury news goes our way so they can really pay for messing up. And it'll, I mean, everybody will get to play the same lineup. So just stuffing all the value and then you'll just pay up for all the studs. Um, And that's the right way to go in this slate. So lots of value. Appreciate you tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button before you go. If you've got any enjoyment or satisfaction as I leave the target often sheet up on this, you can hit the subscribe button. It does help me out. Or a big thing that is going to really help me linked up down below is the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, if you could hit a five-star rate and review, takes just a couple of seconds, whatever platform you're on, say something nice about the show. It makes me boost up the rankings to reach more people on the audio version, similar to how we're doing right now on the YouTube version and generating some traffic. So reaching more people surely helps. If you can link, hit the link down below if you want my NBA projections or model, as well as some other things are going to be linked up down below, some free strategy guides, my social medias. So thank you so much for tuning in. Check out Fantasy Draft, the listener league. I will post the link later today once I get it, probably somewhere around 9 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're watching this early in the morning, you're like, Sal, where's the link? It's Again, it's going to be posted around 9 a.m. Eastern time. Let me know who is your favorite potential value below $5,000 that can open up today. Probably going to be Jill Local for, but let's get creative. Who else is down there? Again, my name is Sal. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.